Welcome to Wax Sun Weekly. Wax Sun Weekly is the official Western Athletic and ASUN Conference podcast of FCS Fans Nation. Wax Sun Weekly is hosted by Dustin Helton, Brandon Owens, and Will Siler. Welcome back, FCA Fans Nation, to another episode of Wax on Weekly. This is, what, the third installment here of the mm-hmm. new podcast? Third, third and a half, if you count the uh, halftime episode. Um, and we're through week one, and uh, I'm excited. Football is truly back now, and we can uh, talk full slate. We have a lot of games to talk about right now. So, uh, But first, uh, tell me how you spent your week one. We'll start with you, Brandon. Uh, I spent it in Jacksonville, Alabama. <laughs> I, I, I went to the Jacksonville State uh, Davidson game. I actually had some students participating in uh, Band Day, so I went to go support them. Is that a uh, is Band Day pretty big in Jacksonville State? Like big turnout as far as crowd goes. We had to limit it to a thousand students this year, and we had a thousand students, and That's we crazy. usually have about two thousand students. What was the attendance like total for the game? Uh, because of the away side being like part of it being blocked off and there being no stands over there, our seating capacity is down to, I think about 20,000 and we almost hit capacity. I think it was like eight, just a little over 18,000. That's awesome. Big time. Rev, let me know how you spent your week one. I spent my week one watching Jacksonville state fans be pissed off that they can't compete for the conference championship. (laughs) <laughs> hey at least i came around <laughs> and i spent it grilling out watching football but really enjoying the the flaming i saw from uh from jacksonville state fans who just lost their heads about not being able to compete for a championship that they're already already you know had an advantage on i i thoroughly enjoyed it the meltdowns were epic not yours brandon not your comments i'm talking about just in general and like on like the a sun page and all that just the amounts of just pure just pissed off they were it, it it made my heart warm. I felt <laughs> fuzzy. Yeah, I was uh, I was ready to pick fights with people on Twitter. Uh, there were some Jacksonville State guys that every time I would see, I would just reply to whoever I would see complaining about it, except for Brandon, because it was like, okay, I don't want to get an argument with Brandon. Um, but no, it was, they had a meltdown. It was, we broke Jacksonville State Twitter. As, as uh, vicious as it already was, it broke this weekend. Well, I mean, there were people is, like, emailing the commissioner. Well, the thing is, I messaged our group chat, like, wanting to talk about it because I, my <laughs> whole stance was basically, like, you made this decision back in May or June and waited until just now to tell us. Like, I had no issue being ineligible. None, none whatsoever. I think the disconnect, honestly, my theory is that they didn't think about football when they gave the decision. Because you have to understand, this is a league with a rich history in baseball and basketball. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they were thinking about football when they like made the decision. And I, I, that doesn't you know take any blame away from them. Yes, they should have thought about it. But at the same time, Jacksonville State fans should have used their better judgment have been like, hey, they're saying this. Maybe we should ask them, like, wait, for football too? Because that doesn't make any sense. And so I think both parties have a little bit to uh, learn from the whole situation. (laughs) But, oh, it was funny. Um, But, I mean, I don't think there's much to talk about with it as far as the situation goes because it's like, I mean, they made the right decision. Yeah. Um, It was just funny. It was just great. It was uh, well, like, it was just enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was funny. When I saw somebody had emailed the commissioner, when I saw somebody had emailed Ted and like posted his response on Twitter, like screenshotted it and posted it, I was <laughs> you're trying to expose the guy and I, for what? Like what, what are you gonna do? Um 
but anyway, I, I think Ted does a good job, and he he owns up to um, like potential mistakes, and that this was no different. He even came out and said like I should have made this more clear at the beginning that football's different. We're awarding our conference championship to a FCS program, and so I admire him for coming out and at least saying like Hey, you know, we should have said this a little bit earlier, and it wasn't like he blamed anybody else. He was like This is on me, uh, but at the same time. I think Jacksonville State fans probably should have thought through that one a little more. <laughs> but anyway. Including myself. <laughs> oh, gosh. Was that Friday night or Thursday night? Uh, no, uh, that was, was like was Tuesday or like Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, okay. It Wednesday. Okay. It was almost gotcha. a week ago. Uh, the only the gift that I could think of that was just like the whole situation when you were texting the group chat was the Elmo with his hand <laughs> raised in the fire. <laughs> I was like, it was freaking anarchy in the group chat. <laughs> and I was, I was like, he, he is, he is in all caps. He is, no. he is not oh, using man. proper grammar. That's how angry he was. <laughs> I was not. I was not using proper grammar. Oh, uh, the uh, uh, the pass. Oh, whatever. We'll move on from that. But that yeah, was we don't a good want to divulge. The, the group chat, the group chat stays in the group chat. We, we could. We, I mean, we much. can post the screenshots, but we won't. We won't. Let's just say it made it makes for great reading. It, it should be it at was. least on Kindle at some point. Absolutely. Uh, but moving on, um, we're just gonna go ahead and start recapping some week one scores. I'll read them off here, and then we can you know talk about big ones. Obviously, there's games we don't really need to talk about. Um, on Thursday, it actually, these are not in any specific order. Uh, Missouri State knocked off UCA 27-14 in Conway. Stephen F. Austin uh, narrowly got out of Alcorn State with a win, 31-27. Uh, Jacksonville State did beat Davidson 35-17. Do you want to talk about that one? No, we um, will not. <laughs> uh, Indiana State uh, got a close one over North Alabama 17-14. Samford over Kennesaw, 27-17. Big surprise there. Uh, Eastern Michigan uh, stay pulled away late. Really, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say pulled away late, but get ahead of Kentucky. 42-34. Austin P just shellacked Presbyterian, 63-0. Uh, Abilene, 28-14 over Lamar. Closer maybe than we thought. Mm-hmm. Um, Southern Utah over St. Thomas. One that Brandon picked right, but... Uh, Rev, you picked it wrong and I picked it wrong, right? You let me down, Tommy's. You let me down. I know. Uh, and then uh, Tarleton over Mississippi Valley State. I won't say Missouri <laughs> Valley. Uh, 29-13. And then, obviously, Texas A&M over Sam Houston. So uh, we'll just jump right into it. What results maybe intrigued you, surprised you, um, that you want to talk about? We'll start with you, Rev. Honestly, everybody's going to talk about that Sanford and Kennesaw State score. But to me, I I was a little worried even picking Kennesaw State with how the new uh, blocking rules were going to impact the triple option. And it looks like that it ha- it's had an impact on some of the triple option teams. And we've seen that this weekend, like with Navy losing to Delaware, uh, such like that. You're not able to get your, your option. You're not able to get, you know, the blocks set up that you want and to get the ball moving. The, the game that I think is more signifying what the year could be, it's that Eastern uh, Kentucky, Eastern Michigan game. I thought Eastern Kentucky was going to pull the scalp, and they came pretty damn close. And they looked, their offense looked great. Uh, Parker McKinney had himself a game. You know, it makes me think that Eastern Kentucky might be undervalued and underranked in some people's polls if they go do like Amy Williams do the full 130. They are probably going to be a much better team than anyone expected them to mm-hmm. be this year. And that's the fate one, but we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> well, uh, I want to talk about that one. But, <laughs> uh, Brandon, what uh, what results intrigued you? Um, Rev touched on uh, Kennesaw and Samford. Um, I, I personally think, and I can't remember who on the big boy, uh, show. Um, I can't, yes, I can't remember. I can't remember who said it, but they said Samford might be a big contender for the SOCON championship this year. And after seeing how well they, uh, contained the triple option and contained a powerhouse like Kennesaw state, um, wow, I almost said a high school from the area. Um, but 
I think I I think they are right. I think Sanford might be surprising some people this year. There, there's a few other games too, but I was act, I paid more attention to the Kennesaw and uh, 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 Sanford game uh, than I did any other game. Sanford's front seven looked awesome, incredibly oh, awesome. They looked so good, and they could easily stop the rushing attack that uh, ETSU has. They could easily shut down Mercer. There's so many teams mm-hmm. that they match up well against in that conference. The that- only uh, the only one that I don't think they can uh, that they will beat is Chattanooga. And I still have Chattanooga as my SoCon champion, um, but I mean we'll, we we don't have to get into that. Uh, but I, I, that's the only team I don't think Samford will be able to beat this year in the SoCon. Yeah, I think you guys touched on the ones that I want to talk about really, but uh, SFA I do want to talk about them a little bit with Alcorn. Um, that one was a lot closer. I know I, mm-hmm. you know, I take these picks lightheartedly. I really do because <laughs> what does it matter? I sometimes pick because I think it's funny, but, um, I really did think SFA would win by more than four. So when I looked and saw you couldn't watch the game, that was upsetting. Well, yeah, you could, but, you could, there was, there was, was a way, pre- but it was stream. premium content. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, there was no free streaming you, uh, on it. You had to listen to, to, either a radio broadcast or pay Alcorn State, and even the stream quality wasn't worth the money, to be honest with you. So Get your sons together, Alcorn. Yeah, and I didn't expect, you know, a super high quality <laughs> broadcast from Alcorn State, but so I did I didn't buy it. But um so I was kinda disappointed that it wasn't on ESPN plus, but just following the score, I was trying to get stats up, but my phone is whack right now. Um it looked like SFA fell behind pretty early and yeah. it wasn't necessarily like, you know, just a two point game. Like it was, they fell behind pretty big. They were down. I, I can't remember if it was 24, 10 or 24 something at halftime. They just, they're, they're rushing defense in the first half. Their whole defense was incredibly uninspired. And then in the second half, they kicked it in and they played two quarters, two quarters of inspired football. And I don't want to go off on a rev rant here early, but I've said this on Twitter all week. There's been seven quarters of football played this year for SFA because the Jacksonville State game was called, you know, early. They've only played three quarters of inspired ball. If they're going to win and be the team that everybody thinks they're going to be, they have to play four quarters of inspired ball. I don't know what it'll take if it's getting knocked down in the polls and knocked out of some people's polls to for them to stop eating their own cheese and get focused on what they have to do. What's interesting to me, if you look at the stats of that game, though, Xavier Gibson, zero yards receiving. He was completely shut down that game, and they depended on everybody else on the offense to get the win in the second half. To score 31 points without arguably the best receiver in the FCS touch, or touching the ball any yards. I don't know if he touched the ball or not, but um, no production, I guess. But still score 31 points is pretty impressive. Uh, but I think that does put you at a little bit of an advantage as the year goes on. If people key on him and you learn to you know, lean other – places in your offense i think fine um i've talked about uca doing that with which i know we had two receivers but when they would shut both of them down it opened up other things um so yeah uh any other games that you guys want to hit on before we get to the fun segment in the middle uh, i probably the obvious one uh missouri state and uca um nah, that uh, one. Again, like I just like the entire season last year with UCA, UCA underperformed in this game. They they did not perform up to most people's standards as far as like keeping it close. I don't think you can say that we underperformed because who knew what we were going to perform like this year? I mean, you're talking half the rosters knew. I mean, half the dressed out players on Thursday night weren't on the roster last year and so i don't know i don't know what the expectations were um i was listening to the coaches show and they were talking about will McIlvain, who i know some people aren't fans of um but <laughs> dustin and jamie um but he hadn't played a game of football in a year and a half and so there's he, a reason for that <laughs> okay whatever he, he, he so when he showed you know flashes of of good um, football. He showed flashes of really accurate passing and he showed some, 
flashes of good decision making and using his feet well. I mean, he scored a touchdown on the ground and he basically walked in there. It was like 12 yards, but um, that was something that we might not have been able to do last year. And uh, he did make a couple bad decisions, um, one on a third and long, but we had to drop back and pass pretty much the entire second half. Uh, you also have to understand, though, that game was 0-0 zero to zero going into the last five minutes of the second quarter, and we gave up 17 yeah. points in five minutes. Um, and so, I mean, I don't know that you can say we underperformed. Um, I think it was disappointing because I think maybe we kind of – I hoped that we would come out and just have gelled you know, over camp immediately. But I'm playing in five country, so I wouldn't say we necessarily overperformed because – seven of those points came on a kick return. We only gave up 20 points. Mm-hmm. Defense played really well. Defensive line played really well. Um, yeah. I was well gonna as say, far as rushing goes, yeah, y'all held them to under 100 yards rushing. Yeah. Yeah, and it would have been under 50 had it not been for uh, Shelly scrambling all the time. He uh, In the second half, we had to sell out with some pressure, and we would get to him, but he would get out, and uh, he might scamper for 22 yards. So, anyway. I don't know. I don't know if you say underperform. It's almost the same acronym that I said for part of SFA. It's uninspired. It was very uninspired football. Your special teams play was atrocious. That was, I mean, how many missed field goals did you have? Two, three, like two, two, yeah, two missed field goals. And I mean, missed field goals can completely shift momentum in a game. And I was going to mention to you the kick return that y'all gave up. I mean, your defense didn't play too bad. Your offense just didn't look like it was quite clicking on all cylinders. You know, like it, it probably will here in the next couple of weeks. So it just it just seemed just you know it's it uninspired and you know I think had you played Missouri State maybe later on in the year it might have been a more closer competitive game but at the same time they also might have you know gotten their stuff together and gone out and just you know been a powerhouse so I don't know um, you know I, I hope for good things for UCA except for on November twelfth but um, <laughs> you know uh, you know I, I don't think I would say they underperformed by any means yeah, yeah I mean we had for the two- next week. Screw you guys. Um, it'd be awesome. If we, you uh, could get, it'd, it'd be awesome. Two, two, two back-to-back losses. Yeah. Well, we, uh, I mean, fun, we had two backs. Two weeks for, for this podcast. <laughs> okay. Somebody else can host it. <laughs> I'll magically not be here. Um, I will we, say, uh, though, y'all looked pretty balanced offense-wise. A lot more balanced like than we have been in the past. As far we had as two like, ru- well, Good. as far as like rushing and passing yards, like it was very even. We had two backs go for, I mean, obviously we had Darius Hale at 99 yards, and then Kyle and James had, I want to say, like 84, something like that. Um, so, I mean, you had two backs that almost went for 100, and both had over 100 all purpose. Um, yep. So, I mean, you've definitely got some some weapons on the field and as the offense uh i think i was so i was listening to the coaches show they had the coordinators on and they were talking to the offensive coordinator and he was talking about how he called a lot more drop back passes than maybe he probably will in the future because he thought that that would get McElvain's legs going on a little bit he thought that like as the pocket collapsed we might be able to see some quarterback scrambles um and he was like yeah it didn't didn't produce as much as i wanted so maybe we'll you know, stick to some play action stuff if the run's working like it did. So, I mean, but you look at special teams, 13 points left on the field, seven from a kick return touchdown for Missouri State, six and missed field goals for UCA. You negate those, it's 20 to 20. Yep. So special teams was a difference in the game. And yep. I'm not one to blame a kicker. I'm not going to do it ever because I, 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 what it's to be in that situation. But, um, Special teams was definitely the difference. Just the whole third phase of football was the difference in that game. So, so. I want to say something nice about UCA. <clears throat> I don't know if it was the the you know the the mood lighting of the night at the stadium. I don't know if it was the whiskey. Um, I don't know if it was if the college football stadium tour gentleman was there with you, but the field did not kill my eyes on TV. Like it actually it's was nice. And it was nice and soothing, and you know it wasn't as as retina destroying as it's seen in previous years. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, well, I'll say this. We do have new stripes. They installed them last year. Um, and they are a little bit darker. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe, you know, it just doesn't like radiate so many lumens back into your soft <laughs> eyes. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think it looks fantastic, but I thought the old ones did too. So yeah, sorry about that. I try to say something nice and I get a frog in my throat, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like uh, it looked good. It, it, looked, it all looked good. I mean, the 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 the, the crowd sounded good. Like it, I mean, it looked like a, a good turnout. You know, so. technically it was a sellout. If you say yeah. that the they the you know, like attendance was like ten three something like that, and technically yeah. the stadium holds ten thousand, but yeah. we can fit twelve. So. All right. Anyway, well, uh, I do want to mention Jacksonville State. Did they show a little bit of vulnerability? Or what do you mean? Good. They mean... scored seventeen points on you. Come on, that like, come on, dude. Do you realize how long Davidson had the ball for? <laughs> but last week on the podcast, you were talking about like I don't think Davidson's going to score. In fact, we should okay. edit this before it goes out I mean, and put that audio in there if we can. <laughs> I might have overestimated how long Davidson could hold the ball. I, I was mainly going off of the last time, and granted, I sh- probably shouldn't have done that. Um, but, I mean, when you're playing a triple option team, like, you can't avoid how you can't, you can't escape that the other that triple option team is going to hold the ball longer than you so i mean the fact that we scored 35 points in less than 20 minutes of holding the ball like i consider that even a win against a triple option team because we we did some um, i mean i wouldn't say we stopped the run but i mean we had pretty a pretty good rushing defense um from what i was seeing well I don't know. I just I didn't get to watch much of it, but I just thought the score reflected a closer game than I thought it was going to be. Oh, no, I no, kept... no, no. JSU dominated. It was just the fact that Davidson held the ball for so long. I kept looking back because like I kept the Asun tweets, they live tweet games for whatever reason, like school do already. And um, I kept getting notifications because I'm subscribed to their tweets that mm-hmm. was like, oh, my God, Jacksonville State recovers a fumble. And so I was like, that game's got to be like 40 to nothing at this point. And I logged on, and it's like 21 to 10. or something. I don't know what the score was, but it was something a lot closer than I was expecting to see. And so I was like, I guess it was just the feeling that I got like from keeping up with the score that it wasn't as um, like – a dominant performance as I thought it was going to be, but no, I'll take JSU, word for it. Yeah, JSU did dominate. I mean, they forced five fumbles and recovered three. It was just the fact that Davidson is a run dominant team. I mean, when you're running the ball, the clock continues to tick down. So, like, you're they're holding the ball for almost three quarters of the game. So, I mean, you, there's nothing you can do about do that. that. I want to do that. I want to hold the ball for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not 30 minutes. It was a great, it was a, it was a great win. It was a great win for something that doesn't matter at the end of the year, but it was a great win. So, <laughs> Hey, our goal oh, is to – well, I'm not going to – I'm not going <laughs> to Just poke in the Jacksonville State did only have 300 yards of offense, though, but I guess if you didn't have the ball very long, that's that's why. But, or if you get the yeah. ball on there, I mean, in, you know, in positive territory – because you're forcing fumbles and stuff. I mean, that could also be it too. So yeah, you don't see this every day too. Jacksonville State had the exact same number of passing yards as they did running down to the yeah. yard, 158. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we we played a pretty even offense, or we had a pretty even offensive game on Saturday. So it was it's kind of refreshing to see a more balanced offense now rather than either pass dominant or run dominant. It's very refreshing to see a, a an eve like a an even play for offense. True. I feel that. Yep. All right. Well, we have talked, I think, enough about uh, week one games. And I got an idea uh, today listening to the so-called Big Boy podcast here on the FCS Fans Nation Network, which if you do not subscribe, please go ahead and do that. Uh, there's like nine podcasts now, um, and yeah, I failed to say this. The, I failed to say this the first two episodes, but make sure you join the Facebook page too. That's where everything mm-hmm. happens. Like I know we have podcasts coming at you here, but join the Facebook page. Just search FCS Fans Nation. Um, there's like thirteen thousand people on there now, so that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. But uh, anyway, I digress. 
I um I had this idea listening to the Big Boy podcast when they were talking about overreactions to do an overreaction segment of our own because that's the best thing to do uh, after week one is overreact and um, do what I did last year and think that UCA is going to go to the semifinals after <laughs> week one. But uh, anyway, so uh, we're going to make some overreaction uh, statements here. Everybody's going to go. Um, I'll go last. I'll let you guys decide who gets to go first and whoever wants to take it can just take it away and give me your most outlandish overreaction or maybe even one that might come true at the end of the season. All right. <clears throat> I got mine. Eastern Kentucky is going to win the auto bid. That's mine. Eastern Kentucky, after the way they performed against uh, against uh, Eastern Michigan, the way their offense is looking, they, not SFA, not Kennesaw, not UCA, not Austin P, and definitely not Jacksonville State, Eastern Kentucky will be in the playoffs and they will win the auto bid. That's my overreaction for the week. For the week. <laughs> It'll change next week, I'm sure. <laughs> We'll have week eight overreaction. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my overreaction, and I'm going to piss off an entire fan base when I say this, and I do not care. Kennesaw State will finish near the bottom of the A-Sun this year, and it's Ooh. primarily due to how they performed against in Sanford and how that blocking rule is preventing them from running the triple option like they have in the past. That is, man, like that is an overreaction because I don't think that they'll finish toward the bottom. I know everybody's talking about this blocking rule, and yes, it is going to have an effect. But if Brian Bohannon, is that his first name, Brian? I know it's Bohannon. Yeah. Anyway, um, if he is a decent head coach and their offensive coordinator is decent, they'll adjust because they've got athletes to run the football. So I don't think they'll finish to bottom. They've got some really talented athletes, and Xavier Shep is pretty good. I mean, he's going to be able to run the ball on whoever he plays. Uh, and if they start throwing the ball a little bit, he sh- he's shown oh goodness, he's shown some flashes of being able to throw the ball. So I don't think that'll happen, but I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's less likely to happen than Eastern Kentucky. Um, I'll go ahead and give you mine. I think. Jacksonville State will be undefeated uh, at the end of the year in FCS football games. And that includes every A-Sun whack game they play. I think they will look back and not – I think that the the auto bid not going to them will actually apply because I think that they would have won it. So I think it looked really good against SFA. I think, as much as I hate to say it, Rich Rod has a pretty good offense. Uh, Zion Webb looks pretty good. He's a true dual-threat guy, and his arm has come a long way. Um, so, yeah, I think they're going to go undefeated, and that's my overreaction, and I hope it's not true. <laughs> I hope <laughs> It probably is true, let's be honest. I hope they lose every other game they play this year. <laughs> but that's my that's my overreaction. So. My- my way out at a way outlandish one was going to be that Southern Utah wins the whack based off of how they performed yeah. against St. Thomas. That I mean, they looked like a completely different team than we've seen from previous years. Now, granted, part of it, I mean, St. Thomas is still coming from D3 to D1. They've still got D3 players on their team. You know, they did go six and four last year, I believe, and the Pioneer finished second. They weren't a bad team, but I don't, I don't, I think as the season goes on, SU, SUU is going to show who they really are. But, you know, maybe they won't be a one in 10 team this year. Maybe they'll be, uh, you know, four and six or, you know, uh, four, or sorry, four, seven or five, six, somewhere in there. Maybe they'll show the improvement that you would expect to see out of them to where they're not such a complete bottom feeder as they've been for the past four years. Yeah. I, uh, I really expected that St. Thomas game to be closer. And, I guess I was in the group of people that was it Matt Frazy on there that was talking about the, all the Dakota people that thought St. Thomas was going to come in and roll like they didn't have D three athletes on the like on the roster and I was like okay I guess that was me I just assumed that culture wins ball games but it was wrong if, that was bad if, there, if there's anything I've learned is that if Matt Frazy backs your team in the fall your team is going to be going to be riddled with. 
<clears throat> low performing expectation, you know, low performance uh, versus the expectations. So I would like to thank Matt for personally sabotaging the CNF Austin uh, Lumberjack football season this year. So thanks, Matt. Appreciate the, uh, the koozie though. So <laughs> uh, going back to Jacksonville state, I really thought this was a decent overreaction, but it, it's really not. It's not. No, because they, they win every game left on their schedule. Yeah, I think they have they have FBS. They have Tulsa. They have this Tulsa. Week? Tulsa they have after Tulsa this week. They might they have Murray State Tulsa. and then Tulsa. I don't know. No, we will beat Tulsa. Tulsa. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say you will beat Tulsa, but Wyoming it, beat Tulsa. Yeah, and Wyoming is. Wyoming's not very good. Greg Wyoming got is, blown out this past week. Wyoming beat Tulsa this past week. Did they not? No, yeah. Wyoming. No, that wait, was. was it this- yeah, it was it was nine three. Yeah, see, they got blown out the week before whenever they played. Um, Who am I thinking of? No, Wyoming. I, I thought Wyoming has played two games. Yeah, they got they, they played week they played week zero against Illinois. somebody in the yeah Illinois. I was like somebody in the Midwest, so and got just boat race by them. So I I think Jacksonville State could seriously do that. So maybe that's not an overreaction. I was gonna use Austin P because they've looked. I think this is an overreaction because it was Presbyterian that they played, and Presbyterian's terrible. But uh, so yeah, I, I can roll with this one too. Austin P is going to be that like, I think Austin P could win the auto bid with Jacksonville State not being eligible because their quarterback has looked really well, looked really good. Well, I don't know what's proper there. Um, he threw for like three hundred yards against Presbyterian. I'm pretty sure he only played like two and a half quarters. Uh, so. He looked good the week before that against Western Kentucky. They looked good against Western Kentucky as a team. They were in that game late. So I don't know. Maybe Austin Peay's coming out of the cellar, uh, coming back to the glory from a couple years ago and going to make the playoffs. I think I'll roll with that one. Awesome. I think, That's a good I think one. Austin Peay's that, that like next level from Jacksonville State down. That's going to be my overreaction. Because I think it is. Because Presbyterian's terrible, so I don't think I can like, really grade <laughs> Austin P based on Presbyterian. But and and let's be honest, Western Kentucky, you know, they are they, they Bailey Zappi didn't play that first game, and like that, I mean, he was what really carried them um, last year. So that you know that could also be to more of an indication of WKU sliding down just a little bit. But I liked. I said whenever we were talking about uh, teams that could compete for the uh, a third uh, or not large bid, I said Austin P could be in there, and I still stand by that. Um, you know, especially with with uh, Jacksonville State not you know not being eligible. Um, not trying to put salt in the wound they ran, and just but just saying with the, the statement like, you know, did, I, did you, you know, guys that, know that Jacksonville State was eligible? <laughs> I just got that headline actually that Jacksonville State's not eligible for oh. the. Oh, know. it's breaking on Twitter, it's guys. Crazy. It's oh. crazy. <laughs> ESPN alert. Phone's going crazy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> me. <the> teacher. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody else have any outlandish uh, overreactions before we move on? I have nope. one, but I don't want to say it because it is so bad. Let's hear it. UNA will finish top three in the A Sun this year. Not a chance. Not a chance. See, not, not a chance. They looked. But, they looked really bad. Yeah, like, I mean, okay, they didn't. They didn't look good. Yeah. I, yeah, they did not know. look good that game. That. Do you see why I said I didn't want to say it? <laughs> but then again, nobody did in the A Sun yeah, look really good, other than Jacksonville State. So and, I mean, Eastern looked decent. Right, so maybe so. Maybe maybe the A Sun is just not as good as we thought, and I don't know. I, every time I checked scores, I was like, "Dadgummit!" Every A Sun school is getting beat. I think and that's your overreaction just now, basically. Is that, is yeah, that it could be. Is that A Sun was overhyped? No, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think as you go through, it's week one. It's you know for most schools, it's week you know week two for a couple, but it's week one settle down okay like you know you see especially now with the way the transfer portal works with teams coming in getting new players the way they're gelling in it's week one don't freak out over a week one game it's fun to do overreactions but you know i i don't think the a sun is as 
bad. You know, I think that most for the most part, the, the teams that he has a sun played really stiff competition. Teams that you know um, <clears throat> that you know matched up well against them. So I wouldn't all of a sudden say, oh man, you know, oh man, the Southland is better than ASUN because we know that's not true. Um, you know, so I would just, I would just, you know, hold off on that one. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know who I was talking to that was like, well, maybe the Southland's not that bad. Look at McNeese. They, you know, went up to Montana State and played well. And I was like, okay, technically Montana State and Missouri State are like on the same like tier right now. They're both top five. And believe it or not, McNeese got blown out. Like I know they hung for a little bit, but they still got beat 40 to like 17. Yeah. UCA, at least that game was a lot closer than it looked. So I don't know. That's yeah. yeah, I agree that the overreaction of the week for the entire conference is that the ace sun was overhyped. I think Kennesaw <laughs> will figure it out. Uh, I really do. I think they'll end up being good. I think they'll end up being a top 20 team. They may not be a semifinal team like a lot of people thought they were going to be, but they'll, I think they'll slide into the top 20, um, like pretty solid at the end of the year. But all right, guys, let's preview some, uh, Week two games, there's a ton of them, but not a lot of good ones. <laughs> um, I'm, I mean, I'm just being honest. There's not. Um, Southern Utah at Utah. Uh, SFA at La Tech. That would be a good one. North Arizona at Sam Houston. Tarleton at TCU. Prairie View A&M at Abilene. UCA at Ole Miss. Kennesaw at Cincinnati. Uh, Mississippi Valley State. I'm not going to say Missouri Valley State. Um, at Austin P. EKU at Bowling Green. Jacksonville State at Murray State. And Virginia Wise at UNA. And there is a game that I left off. I can't remember which one it was uh, because it was like an NAI team. But then I put Virginia Wise on there. Uh, there's somebody that I left off. I don't know who. Hold on. It might have been Utah Tech. Yeah, they're playing uh, uh, Chadron, Chadron, whatever that school is in Nebraska. D2, D2 Chadron, however you say it. Yeah, Chadron. So I, I'd Chadron, leave yeah. them off, but I don't know that that one. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i just go ahead and give you my pick on that one. Utah Tech wins. Utah Tech. I don't know. Chadron has, has, got some, has usually had some players on it, but um, I'm going to give it to the Trailblazers. I'm going to give it to the Trailblazers, I think. I agree. So uh, we'll just kick it off at the top. Southern Utah at Utah. Sorry, Utes probably come away with this one. Yeah, yep. Utes big, yeah. like extremely big. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna. That's gonna be over at halftime. Utah, huge. That'll be over before halftime. <laughs> um, Stephen F. Austin at La Tech. This one is an interesting one because I think with SFA seeing, like you said, that they can play inspired football and can play decent and look good and do it without Xavier Gibson having to be the forefront of the offense. Maybe now that people are like, oh, SFA is not any good. Maybe it's the, the reverse psych stuff uh, opposite of the hype that they got preseason. Maybe they play well. Maybe they go to Ruston and win. So I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, it's the problem with SFA football, it's their Jekyll and Hyde or Jackal and Hyde. If you really want to tie into the mascot, right? It's like, it's just, it, you don't know what you're going to get. If they can play what, how they expect Louisiana tech, is not a good FBS team. Um, you know, they, it's, what's funny is they hired a lot of SFA's coaching staff. And then a lot of that staff went, um, with Sunny Dice at, uh, TCU. And so now, or now it's the Cumbie area, uh, uh, era there. So I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm going to pick Louisiana tech and it's just because I don't know what we're going to see out of SFA. And I hope I'm wrong. I, you know, the Homer and me wants to pick SFA, but it just, we don't know. And bait and, you know, it, we don't know what team we're going to get that's coming out on Saturday. So because of that, I'm just going to take Louisiana tech because they are home and they are FBS. Um, but I, I mean, I'm hoping for Jackson. Um, I'm actually going to pick SFA in this one, and I think it's because they had a scare against Alcorn State and a team that they should have handily beat. Um, 
So I I think that's going to be inspiration enough to play focused, disciplined football against a very bad FBS team and get another win on the season. Yeah, I uh, I'm not gonna pick SFA because all the FCS scalps that I pick just never happen. Um, but I do think this is interesting too because. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, LaTeX has to go to Clemson next week. Um, so it's going to be really easy to look over your FCS opponent when you've got top five Clemson lurking on the horizon. I really got to get a better mic stand. Um, I think you could definitely look past an FCS opponent, especially a, a talented FCS opponent that has some FBS talent on the roster. Um, SFA's got some... FBS size on the roster. So I think you could see um, maybe an upset happen. I'm not going to pick it though, because logically it should happen. Um, but so I'm going to roll with Louisiana tech, but only because my head tells me to uh, did, did we lose rev? Is he frozen? I think so. Okay. Well, it's just me and you. All right. Or around the through. A sign. <laughs> this is around the A sign. <laughs> Welcome back to Around the A sign. You didn't know that this podcast was coming back. Um, we'll just move right along. There he is. Uh, moving on down northern Arizona at Sam Houston State. Um, I don't know what to think about Sam Houston. They, they look decent, honestly, against Texas A&M for a little bit. Yeah, I was, um, I was actually impressed. Hold, yeah, I watched like holding holding uh, a top was it top ten team yeah, or six? Yeah. six yeah. Holding a top ten FBS team to only thirty one points, like yeah, I was I was very impressed. impressive. I watched that game up until the weather delay, and then I quit watching it. And then when it came back on, they kicked it to ESPN three or something. But um, yeah, I I think Sam Houston wins this one easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought their defense played really well. Um, obviously, the offense was against good Texas A&M defense. We saw how good their defense was last year. So uh, I think they win this one pretty easy against the Lumberjacks. Rev, do you agree? Yeah, uh, Sam Houston rarely loses at home, and this will be this won't be an exception. They'll they'll right. roll through this one pretty easily. They'll probably have like twenty five thousand fans there. It'll be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's no oh, the shade. I it's fine. If they were gonna be FCS next year, I wouldn't throw it, but they won't be. Oh, um moving down, Tarleton at TCU. Sorry, Tarleton. Yeah, I like you, but TCU's not good, but Tarleton, I mean, you want to talk about underperforming against Mississippi Valley State yeah. University. That was yep. a game they should have blown them out on and they didn't they didn't look great i mean they got a win and a win to win but they didn't look that strong and i mean and tcu will probably just destroy them in fort worth yeah well and you know you look at like the the swag teams that you know wax sun schools are playing Alcorn's not that long from being in the celebration bowl like it was like two years ago that they were in the celebration bowl three years ago something like that mm, i mean yeah something like that yeah it hasn't been that long. Like they've got some recent history of being good and Mississippi Valley does not. So I would yeah. say they underperformed as well. I'm going to roll with the horned frogs. Yep. Isn't that what they do? Something yeah, they like that. Something like this. Yeah. Yeah. All the hand signs in Texas. <laughs> uh, moving on down at UCA at Ole Miss. Uh, I, you know, it's an FBS game. It's a game we played in 2012. We were leading going into the fourth quarter. I think we were leading like halfway through the fourth quarter and ended up losing by like 27. So you see how those games can get away from you. Hopefully hopefully we keep it close. Um, we're getting a different quarterback. They're not starting Jackson Dart from USC. They're starting Luke Altmeyer, the kid from Starkville. So what are your thoughts if you have any? Um, I want to pick UCA. 
Um, I just think Ole Miss, Ole Miss is actually going, I think, is going to finish in the top three in the West this year. Um, so with that being said, sorry, UCA. I'm yeah, going with yeah, the I Reds. Mean, Hottie toddy. I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I, uh, I don't have any problems. Somebody picking Ole Miss. I mean, it's a game you're not supposed to win. Um, It'd be awesome if UCA could pick up that win. It would be. But, I mean, we also sat here a year ago, and we were like, Florida State, Jacksonville State, sorry. Like, I just can't pick Jacksonville State. And then they did it. So, it's one of those things. There's no rhyme or reason to when an FCS team knocks off an FBS team. And so, it's like, I don't know. On paper, this game should be a, you know, 40-point game. But we'll see. Right. Rev, do you have any thoughts? I mean, it's not exactly a big matchup. You know, I was checking something real quick. I was looking to see who Ole Miss had the week after, and it's Georgia Tech. So they're not even going to be looking past Central Arkansas for Georgia Tech. So sorry if they were looking, if they had like something else, like a higher, like a ranked matchup, I could see where this could be a trap game. With them, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's it's that I don't think that's going to be in effect this week. I would love to see UCA pull the upset because I root for any FCS over FBS upset. But I just you got to play the odds here, and it's probably going to be Ole Miss. I totally understand. Um, I do think you talk about them looking past us. They're definitely not because they're having to take it week by week right now because they're trying to find a starting quarterback. And so I, I really think they're kind of just their mentality is play the next game on the schedule. So I, uh, I definitely think they're not looking past us, even though we're an FCS squad. Uh, Kennesaw State, Cincinnati, Cincinnati coming off the loss uh, at Arkansas where they could not keep a helmet on to save their life. Oh my uh, I don't know if you guys saw. Did you guys see <laughs> the memes? Watched, I watched yeah. the game. Oh, it was bad. I mean, it was like every it other was, play. It was really bad. There were helmets. Sometimes multiple players on the field at a time. Mm-hmm. Their helmets coming off, and the commentators were like, "What in the world?" It was. It was bad. Uh, sorry, Cincinnati probably wins this one. Yeah. I. Uh, and I'm. I'm gonna say it's not even going to be pretty. No, and Cincinnati has a good defensive line. I think they uh, will be able to um, hold Kennesaw. I think they're gonna they're gonna make Kennesaw throw the ball a little bit, and then it's gonna even get worse. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna say big win there for the Bearcats. Yeah, Cincinnati's gonna win big. So see, I'm telling you, none of these games are like super fun right now. The next one's um, fun. It is. Uh, Mississippi Valley State, who just keeps showing up on the Wax on schedule uh, at Austin P. And just as my reaction, I got to pick the Govs. I got to roll with yeah. them big. I think yeah. they uh, – is, is it their home? No, they played Presbyterian at home. Um, I think they win big. Yeah, Austin P wins big. Yeah, the I'm going to – what? Whatever his name is, the quarterback, Delolo. Delolo. Yeah. How, how yeah. do you say it? He uh, he is really impressive. I've said that a few times. Uh, even against Western Kentucky, he he played really well. So I uh, I, I think he'll lead him to victory. I'm gonna say 28 plus govs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably so. I hope they don't have a letdown game though. Because... I hope I hope not. <clears throat> yeah. Not against Mississippi Valley State. I don't think that's gonna. No. It might in a way the letdown might be to where they only beat them by like fourteen or sixteen, and you might be like, "Wow, they underperformed." But I don't think I don't see Mississippi, Mississippi Valley State just having the the legs to keep up with them and beat them. Right. Usually those those letdown <clears throat> games too come after like big emotional games, like you know, huge moral victory, like or close loss, or you know, a win against a team you weren't supposed to beat. Not necessarily a Presbyterian. So. Mm-hmm. Gonna roll with Austin P there. Hey, here's a good one, huh? Did we, did we skip the Prairie View? Evelyn yeah, Christian? we did. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. <clears throat> Sorry. That was the one uh, I thought. That's what I thought was upcoming. That's that's an interesting match. Honestly, that will be good because it's at Abilene. If it was at Prairie View, I I think I would pick Prairie View. But. uh I don't know. Abilene didn't look great. I'm thinking maybe Lamar's not as bad as they have been, but I don't think Abilene is. I mean, it's kind of a rebuilding year, believe it or not. Like you know, new coach. There, I don't know what you can rebuild necessarily. It's like maybe just a build from the ground up anyway. 
Yeah, they surprised me. They they didn't start Peyton Mansell, who I thought they would have um, back there because he's been such a dual threat for Alvin Christian. But instead, they started Maverick McAvore, and they just didn't look as just as polished. Even even though they weren't great last year, their offense looked better when it was uh, there. And I mean, Prairie View's coming off of uh, a nice win over Texas Southern. That's a rivalry game for them. They you know it's the uh, I mean that gets them hyped. I could see, going up to Abilene. I could see Prairie View beating them. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I would. I'm 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 picking Prairie View over Abilene Christian. I think Prairie View will do it. Yeah, in the uh, Pick'em Challenge on FCS Fans Nation, this was a hard game to pick, and I eventually ended up going Prairie View A and M. I think they've. I don't know if it's going to be like a blo- like like a big win. It might be close, but it might not. It might be somewhere in the middle, like say 10, 13 point win. Yep. I'm going to play devil's advocate here and pick Abilene. Um, not for any particular reason, but it's boring when we all pick this. Thing. <laughs> 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 so, uh, I'm just going to play devil's advocate and pick Abilene, um, right. which. We don't have a game of the week, really, because there's not a great one. You guys want to pick one on the fly? Eastern Kentucky, Bowling Green, game of the week. I'm good with it. I'm okay with that one. I'm okay with that one. All right. Eastern Kentucky at Bowling Green, which also happens to be the next game on the list. We'll leave it to the end. Yeah. Um, We'll go ahead and skip on down to Jacksonville State at Murray. This could be decent, but I don't think – I know Murray a year ago. What was it a year ago or was it the spring that they were spring. decent? Spring. Okay. Well, I don't remember how they did last year. I just remember the spring season because they, they didn't do did bad it. last year. Again, Jacksonville State. They're just they're too good, too deep. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do think you see the effect of having extra scholarships, um, because the guys they're rolling in, there's not there's no draw off. Um, right. So. I think you guys get the win there yeah. at Murray Well, State. not not to even mention, like, we still have players on our squad, even though Rich Rod completely cleaned house as far as players is concerned. There are still some players that he put on this team that played against Murray State in the OVC. So it's a familiar foe for them, and those players are going to prepare the new players that have never faced Murray State and this game is just, I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think it's going to be a 21 plus point win. You know, in the old Jacksonville state days in the John Graw era, this would have been the game. I picked Murray state to, to win because Jacksonville state just stumbles when they shouldn't have. Right. Like that's yes. just what they did. You, it's it i mean i, I want to say i mean rich rod has completely caused a paradigm shift there with with coming in and doing what he's doing so as much as i would love to see jacksonville state lose just for the fun it would be on social media i don't think it's happening this week jacksonville state's going to take this one i don't think i don't know if it'll be 21 points or not um but jacksonville state will take it yeah i think you're right about the the previous era of Jacksonville State football because if they started out 2-0, first of all, they would have been ranked like in the top three. Yeah. Because they you guys were always too high. And or, or <laughs> notorious for getting ranked highly for not doing a lot. Um and it would have been the game that I think got to your head and you rolled in thinking you were gonna win by 40 and then lose. But yeah, no, I think you guys are too good for Murray State. Speaking of though, just an aside, have you seen like have you guys ever been to Murray State Stadium? Yes, I went in it's the spring. So, isn't it cool? It I like, actually like it, but I also said after that when I recorded Cocky Nation the week after that game, I said if Murray State would invest in some away stands, that stadium would be one of the best, if not the best, um, on the like west like western kentucky side it would be better than western kentucky like it would be so freaking nice if they invested in some away stands the problem is that it would be so it's already too big i mean with one side it already seats twice the amount you need and imagine if you put anything on the other side like it would just be there'd be nobody Mm -hmm. in the stands 
I just think it's unique to see. It's like, I mean, there's other one-sided stadiums, but there's not one-sided stadiums that hold 25,000 people. And, I mean, if that thing pulled in, it'd be like a big house in Ann Arbor. So, mm-hmm. It would anyway, be really cool. It would. It's pretty cool. We played there my freshman year. Very neat place. Uh, Virginia Wise at North Alabama. North Alabama, they're going to get their first win on the year this year. Yeah. This week, sorry. So I agree. UNA, UNA will win this game pretty handily. Yeah. There's not much to talk about here. UNA will get it. Yeah. Um, so game of the week that we came up with on the fly, not our background. Um, background Southern Utah. Good job, guys. Winning this week. Um, Eastern Kentucky going to Bowling Green to play the Falcons. Falcons? Yeah. Yes. So, um, give me your thoughts. Uh, it's not every week you get a game of the week that is a FCS FBS matchup, but this one warrants it. So, Brandon, what are your thoughts? And then I know Rev's got some thoughts on this one. Well, with how good Eastern Kentucky performed last week against another FCS FBS FBS team from the same conference as Bowling Green. I think Eastern Kentucky is going to use that as motivation and be able to prepare a lot better for this team. But also, Bowling Green is just a horrible team in the MAC. Um, I don't think Eastern Kentucky is going to have any issues getting a win here. I- I'm picking the Colonels. Yeah. So, I mean, a couple of things with that. First of all, Eastern Kentucky did not have their coach last week because uh, uh, he was still recovering from his cardiac issue, and he's going to be out again. Um, this week they're going to have uh, Gary McPeak is going to be running the team and under him. I mean, they put up something like 492 yards of offense against, uh, against uh, Eastern Michigan and uh, Dakota Allen looked really good with 118 receiving yards. So to me, it, Bowling Green is just bad. They, I think they're one of the worst ranked FBS teams. Um, I can't remember. There, I think they might be actually like at the bottom, legit. Like they're last, one twenty-five out of one hundred. No, I'm pretty sure Akron is last. But I mean, that's the thing. But so, still, like, yeah, yeah. So they, I mean, they they are bad. And Eastern Kentucky is. I mean, they're. It's one of those things that they could come in and do it. What's interesting is Eastern Kentucky's last FBS win was against the MAC team. It wasn't Bowling Green. It was Miami of Ohio um, back in, I think, 2014. Um, and so, and, and Bowling Green looked bad. I mean, I, they, they played UCLA last week and lost 45 to 17. They just, they just don't look good. Um, and, and uh, I just think they're going to be, they're going to be an easy win for the uh, for the for the Eastern Maroons. So let's go, Colonels. Count on you. Get a dub. Get a scout. Please, please. So just looking here at the SAG rating because that meshes together FBS and FCS. Eastern Kentucky is one fifty five, and Bowling Green. Pull through here. 145. So on paper, this is like a really good game. Um, <laughs> uh, you talked about Dakota Allen, dude. That dude's a freak. Uh, you know, he played quarterback a couple of years ago, and it was one of those things. It was like, okay, Parker McKinney's the better quarterback, but you got to keep Dakota Allen on the field. What are you going to do with him? Make him a tight end. And that dude, very underrated comes to like it's not the sexy pick like for somebody to win the uh like Peyton award but he's gonna have the stats at the end of the year to be considered for some sort of awards but uh I'm gonna go with Bowling Green uh all that being said just because logic tells me that the FBS team is gonna win and uh Bowling Green saw a Pac-12 team last week albeit UCLA um, they did see Pac-12 talent, so I'm gonna roll with Bowling Green just because it's like you go from swinging a heavy bat to a light bat. I mean, the competition drops a little bit, so I think they 
because of now granted Eastern Kentucky played an FPS team last week, but they didn't play UCLA. So I'm going to roll Bowling Green just because my head tells me that that's the logical pick. And um, I'm down 0-2 in the game of the week standings. And so I've got to start like hedging my bets with the logical picks or I'm going to end up 0-4 on the year. I would, would love <laughs> I would love Eastern Kentucky to win, but I've picked who I wanted to win the past two weeks. And... <laughs> not worked so are rev and i tied for first no, no i think you're you're two and oh aren't you because you picked no Texas. i picked yeah. you i picked uca last week oh you, uh, yeah we are tied for first we are one and one so i should write these down <laughs> yeah i uh i'm over so you don't have to write anything down for me other than oh, that's I picked anything correct that's gonna be fun for you and frisco if you lose this <laughs> oh gosh i don't even want to know uh rev do you have a rant my uh okay i don't really have a rant although i will say this if anyone from the ncaa ticket office is listening will you please get the damn pre-sale out so we can start getting our tickets i've got my flight booked i've got my hotel i've got my car i've got everything else i want my damn tickets so I can be sure I'm in rainbow row with the rest of SCS fans nation. You know, let's get this going. I don't understand the delay. I don't know if you're waiting to see if it's going to be a Montana, North Dakota state sort of game. If you're waiting to get that, that almost crowd, but here's the thing right now, the schools that you think are going to be there, they're going to buy the tickets in advance. You're, you're just holding out for no, for no like discerning reason. And I can't figure out why, but it's really frustrating because I want to go ahead and get this going and, and be ready to go. So if you're listening NCAA or if you're listening, Sam Herter, get to the bottom of this. I know Sam Herter was investigating, but let's, you know, let's, let's get these tickets on sale. Let's, let's figure out who's going to Frisco, uh, at least somewhere and who's sitting where, so we can, you know, just have that all sorted out. Exactly. Everybody in our group has booked their hotel and, or got their car and flight. Um, but like, come on. Come on, come on. I bought I booked my hotel yesterday. I'm ready to buy my ticket. Yeah. Yep. That's like the Rev and Brandon and every FCS fan ever. Literally. Every week. One uh, other yeah, one other shout out though. Uh it was Will's birthday the other day. So happy birthday, Will. You're looking good. Thank at you. Whatever baby age you are, twenty two. Twenty four. <laughs> I am twenty four. God, I'm three years older than you. Dude, don't even yeah, start. You're like, you're bumping like retirement age, Brandon. God, you put me in a home at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. It was a great birthday. Uh, didn't get to uh, go watch a UCA game because we played on Thursday, but got to watch a lot of college football. So that was fun. Um, I guess that is it for week two. Uh, episode three here of Wax Sun Weekly. So thank you guys if you've made it to the end. We appreciate you sticking through the shenanigans here on uh, Tuesday night. We uh some okay games this week, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, if you don't already subscribe to the FCS Fans Nation page, is probably what you're watching this on. If you're watching it on YouTube, um, go ahead and smash that button. Uh, you subscribing just make sure that we can bring more content to you guys. And there's a ton of great podcasts on here. So check those out. Uh, there was one week that I named them all. I'm not going to try this week. I got uh, it. I got it. Okay, I got go for it. All right. We've got the Big Boy Show, as it's called on Sundays, the FCS Fans Nation Show, which if you go on and like the FCS Fans Nation page on Facebook, you can submit your questions and potentially have them answered. Some of the questions are really great questions. And then some of the questions are just trolling people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you've got Eagles Power Hour. You've got the Up North podcast with Kyler and Chris Hammond. You've got the Football Chris Show. You've got the newest one, Fight on Montana. You've got Jack Rabbit Illustrated and uh, with the or Splitting Hairs, whichever one they go by. Um, all their merch is Jack Rabbit Illustrated, so we're going with that. But it's the A team with Matt and Dallas and Kyle. And then you got the B team, which is one of the best ones to watch and listen to if you haven't, with Brendan and Ben and Chad kind of running the show in the background. You've got Cocky Nation, which is another enjoyable one and involving that that soon-to-be FBS team, Jacksonville State. And you've got us, the Wax Sun Weekly. 
I think that's all of them. And if I left yeah, one out, I think else, that was it. I think you named all fourteen. I think you named all fourteen of Chris's podcasts. Oh, and there also is the Friday night, the Friday night live show. We can't forget that oh. that Chris will sometimes put on um, as well. Although I honestly think we should just go live on Saturday mornings. I think that'd be more fun to do mm-hmm. to get everybody in the mood for FCS uh, stuff. But yeah, it's a a great a great group um, of podcasts, and you should listen to. You know, I know some people like to focus on some, but you really get a lot of knowledge about the FCS if you listen to some of the other ones. Um, so I would suggest checking one out. Listen to Kyler's rants on Eagle Power Hour. There, you know, you learn a lot about about the Eagles uh, through him. So I would just suggest that, you know, take a chance. Go watch the Jackrabbit Illustrated one that they recorded uh, Monday night about the game against Iowa. That was a, a great show and a great game. It is really fun. That's a great point about, like, when I first started watching them, I was like, well, I guess the only one that applies for me to listen to is the one, the Big Boy show, and then maybe the Football Chris show. But when you watch, like, I watched the Montana one the other day, and I was like, Honestly, I, I don't care about Montana football, but it was like that was kind of fun to watch. Like I learned more about their program, and so then I went and watched the Splitting Hairs one. So yeah, a lot of great content. If you don't care about the team you're listening to, it's background noise. You learn something. It's a good time. It makes watching those teams more enjoyable. So mm-hmm. definitely subscribe to the channel. Get a notification every time we go live or every time we uh, post a video. So. Definitely do that. Join the Facebook page. Uh, join on or follow on Twitter. Um, just make sure you're interacting. There's a lot of great content. So, gentlemen, it was a pleasure, and uh, I'm excited for week two. We'll have some games to talk about next week, and we'll preview week three, and then we'll try to come up with something else fun, and we'll overreact to week two. I guess I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was. Fun. Thank you guys for being here, and we will see everybody next week.